It's time now for the Real Men Eat Plants podcast, your daily dive into sports, pop culture, beer, and food with a plant-based spin. I'm Dee, and along with news anchor Sarah Carlson, producer Eric Rogers, and the rest, here is a man who has never put ketchup on a hot dog, Rich Reynolds. Well, hello, hello, and welcome on into the Real Men Eat Plants podcast. Yes, we are back and better than ever, although I did not think we were going to make it at all this week, but we are powering through at least Eric Rogers and I am. My name is Rich Reynolds. You can find us at realmanyplants.com. Click on the support button, take the 30-day challenge, read the blogs. Also visit our YouTube channel, social media, and find Eric Rogers at Eric Rogers brand. Look at that sign. Yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, um, you could see this awesome sign that Eric got as a housewarming gift. And we are going to get, we're going to get to your move. Actually, why don't we, why don't we start there? You are now, you are now a homeowner, Mr. Rogers. How is that all gone? Um, Especially because I don't know if I could do this on my own. Like I, I bought my first house with my wife and it was, you know, a bit of a struggle. I think when we bought our house, this was right before like all the housing like market thing burst. So this would have been like early 2000s. And uh, we finished after we signed with about $600 in our checking account. That's all that oh, we had. Shit. We didn't even have enough. <laughs> we didn't even have enough to pay for Dude, next anything breaks your mortgage. Done. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, we God. were we would have been screwed. Um, but we did it. We made it and 24 and a half years or so later we're still here and we're still homeowners. So Good for you. Okay. Shit. Let's let's talk about your move. You did it on your own with your big boy pants on. Uh if you could. On Halloween weekend with wow. a cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um well, I, so I had about like a month gap between where my apartment rent was like my lease was running out and before I had to move in, so I was busy like patching holes and like just taking care of dumb shit around the house that like the previous owners needed to fix, but were too lazy to do like painted, you know, some rooms, turned the living room into a bedroom and like just all sorts of stuff like that. And, um, I was too afraid slash didn't want to know if the appliances worked. <laughs> so oh, <wow. laughs> I was like, did not you touch didn't the know oven. beforehand. How did you not know that? I mean, they leave this stuff in there and you think, I mean, I'm not, okay. First of all, I have to back up because it was a situation where the house was being used as like a rental property. And for whatever reason, the listing agent did not like tell these people that I was coming for a showing. So I showed up and there were people in the house. So I'm trying to do a walkthrough while people are there and it's just weird. And like, they had literally just blown up the bathroom. And so it's, <laughs> it smelled bad. Like, it was an adventure, so I didn't okay, know. Well, at least they, at least they blew it up that way, and not like because it was a meth lab or something like that. Your, yeah, no, that's house, the garage. So. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny because the house that we live in right now, it was a rental until we bought it. Oh, and was it? The the people that were in here were actually dealing drugs, and no so way, they were known as the drug dealers in the neighborhood. So wow. there you go, and it's a really nice neighborhood. I just don't know. Property value uh, only went up when he moved in. Uh, exactly. Well, maybe it went down. Maybe everyone in the neighborhood was upset that their drug dealer was now no longer <laughs> there. Yeah. <you know>? So, <laughs> 
the I'm revenue sure in this area is just yeah <laughs> the cash so, flow. So okay, so you you went ahead and and went through the house while the renters were still there, which is oh, very yeah. odd. Yeah, they they blew up the bathroom. Yep. Um, peeled and so the paint I came off to the find wall. out. Yeah, it was it was kind of. I mean that you could see the potential, but you had to look past some stuff. And uh, this week, I decided I was going to use the washing machine. And it doesn't work that well. So there's that. Uh, The dryer's fine. Fridge is fine. Don't know about dishwasher or oven. So, I mean, just, you know, regular homeowner stuff. So got some expenses. Yeah, yeah. being a homeowner now, uh, it only gets better, man. Actually, the the, the cool thing about being a homeowner is if you stick around for a while and do it right and sell high and buy low and do all that kind of stuff, you can make money on, on your house. You really can. So, um, congratulations to you. Hopefully, one day I'll be able to see your your new pad, your new. Thank you, sir. I'm your not new bachelor not too far pad. away. Well, I mean, you call it that for a few more seconds, but yeah. Uh oh. Why? What's what's up with that? No I more mean, bachelor. No, I do. I've been dating this girl for like two and a half months now. Right. Like <laughs> officially. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know wow. Why yeah, I know. It's such a long. Your market is like, two and a half months. That sounds like oh, something yeah. that, that you do like in high school. Like we've been dating for two and a half months. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just, you know, it's it's good. So that's why I'm like, the bachelor thing's done. We're, you know, we're an adult. So Okay. All right. So big boy pants are on, and it seems like you're already ready to pop the question or something because. I mean, uh, I'm definitely, you know, they got the house for that. You know, it's always good too, so. All right. Okay. Well. Welcome to being a homeowner. Welcome to being married, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> a lot of experiences. Two, you're two and a half months in, man. Yeah, yeah that's right. A, yeah. That's, the, that's a big deal. Um, so anyways, I didn't think that I was going to make it to this podcast today because over the weekend, I had a little mishap. And this goes back yeah. to yeah, almost a week ago now. And it was really funny. So uh, I, I think I've talked about it on, on the show before. I do a lot of public address announcing, and uh, I work for the uh, University of Wisconsin, and I do women's hockey there and soccer and other sports. And um, I do the Madison Capitals. been doing them for years, and they're a minor league hockey team. And we had a dollar beer night going this past Friday, which, by the way, Did Rich sells partake out. in the dollar beer no, night? No, 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 no. I, you know what? I always want to. Some leagues do that, though, don't they? I don't think that they would frown upon it with the uh, Capitals, but I'm like, nah, I'm going to stay professional and like not drink beer while I'm working. And so, um, <laughs> and there's what you're about to say is a good reason why. Yes, exactly. And and you've you've worked there. You've actually subbed for me um, at that very building. And um, the dollar beer nights now are better than the dollar beer nights have ever been in the fact that they sell out. In fact, I got there early. It was like about 6 o'clock for a 7.05 game, and they put the sold-out sign on the door at about 6.10. Um, so wow. We, okay. yeah, we, we dropped the puck at 7.05. Game's going. Everything's going well. Caps are up 2 nothing at the end of the first period. And now I got a choice to make. I drink a lot of water during the day. And so I'm like, okay. Got to go to the bathroom. Now, there's two options I could have here. Now, there's no easy way in and out of where I have to sit. Now, where I'm sitting is 
on this on center ice almost basically off to one one side okay and um then there's the penalty boxes on either side and the only other person in the box with me is the scorekeeper and that happened to be Gretchen um the other night and you you know Gretchen and you I know you Gretchen. with Gretchen and so um anyways um, I decided I, I got to go to the bathroom in this intermission and you got to wait till after like the kids come out. We have like the, the little kids come out and play hockey and they do that for like the first five minutes of the, the intermission. And then I got a choice to make. Do I climb over two walls and climb through the fans and get through the bathroom, which by the way, the line for the dollar beer is insane. I mean, it wraps all the way around and it's hard to get through those fans. Or do I just cut through the ice like I've done a hundred times before? And so I decided I'll just cut through the ice. Now, if you've never been out on the ice at the end of a period and before they Zamboni it, Hell, you could run on that with shoes on. You're not going to slip. It's all roughed up really good. It's not slippery anymore. So, But by the time you get back from the bathroom, some of the ice has been Zambonied. Uh-oh. Now, Zambonied ice is really <clears throat> slick. Okay? So now you have to basically do what's called a penguin walk. And so now a penguin walks. If you ever watch penguins on the ice, they kind of waddle, okay, along so that they don't slip and fall. And sometimes they, I guess they still slip and fall, but, you know, they're penguins. They're not that bright, I guess. And so anyways, you you, you kind of widen your feet and you get your chest out over your feet so that you're not supposed to fall backwards. Now, I don't do this in any kind of cocky fashion. Like, I don't take it for granted that I'm automatically going to penguin walk. Like, right before I hit the Zamboni part of the ice, and they had Zamboni apart, like, right through the center of the ice, I said to myself, okay, Rich, penguin walk now. And so I put my two feet out like a penguin and my chest over the, over the ice, or, or over my uh, feet, so I wouldn't fall backwards. Well, the next thing I know, I hear really loud, I hear this, ooh, and I'm like, the, the crowd did it, all right? And there's over 2,000 people there. They're packed so into 2, this 2,000 people saw you take a spill. Yeah. Now, I didn't know that I had fallen, and I have no memory of falling at all. So I'm on the ice, and I thought my first thought was, boy, it's really weird that they just made that noise. Like, what the hell happened? Like, you know, there are no kids on the ice. Like, it's only Zambonis. Like, what the hell happened? Then I, I realized, I looked at, at where I was at, and I was on my back. And there were two drops of blood on the ice. And I thought to myself, okay, I might have fallen. And I might have hit my my mouth on the ice or bit my tongue. And it's bleeding from my mouth. Because my thought was, there's no way that I fell backwards. I was penguin (laughs) walking, okay? So anyways, I look and I I feel for my mouth and there's nothing there. And then the thought comes to me that, wow, the back of my head really freaking hurts. So I put my hand back there. And when I bring my hand back out, it's completely covered in blood. Like from tip to wrist, uh, like it's all red, my hand. And I'm like, oh, shit. I fell and hit the back of my head on the ice. And I don't remember the action of falling, which means I must have done it really freaking fast. And it banged my head off the ice. So now I'm just more mad and embarrassed than anything else. So I pick myself up. I walk across the rest of the ice. I get behind the microphone. And Gretchen is going, are you okay? 
And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just an idiot. Like, how stupid that I did this. And I grabbed a towel that they got from the uh, you know penalty box, put it on the back of my head to stop the bleeding. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm in front of the mic now. I'm sitting here. Everything's good. And she's like, okay. Next thing I know. So there was about six minutes left in the intermission at, Dude, at, at like, this point. Like every stubborn man just decided, yeah. I'm getting right up. I, you know, I'm, I don't want to be like, I don't want anyone to remember this thing happened. I'm just going to go right back to work. You know how many times I've been hit in the head in my life? I mean, I'm going to be 50 in January. I've been hit in my head dozens of times, if not hundreds of freaking times. I got a hard head. I'm fine. Okay. That's, that's my thought. And I'm just going to keep on trucking. I'm going to call this game. Well, I got the towel on my head. And like I said, there's about six minutes left in the intermission. Now, the next thing I know, I mean, the very next thing, there's a doctor and trainer in front of me, and there's six minutes that's already gone by in the second period. So it's six minutes of intermission time. So this is after the first by, period this happened? Yeah. So okay. followed by six minutes of game time. So there's about 15 minutes of my life that I completely lost. And so the trainer's there and the team doctor's there, and they're talking to me, and I'm like, uh-oh. And my first thing that I said to them was, why are the guys wearing those jerseys? They're, those aren't our normal jerseys. And they weren't. We have this year, like, brand new, um, their beer nights, the dollar beer night jerseys. So we got, like, $10 beer nights on Fridays, and they wear special jerseys for this now. So They're you black. didn't remember that they had switched. That no, which day I actually... Was, basically. I, I thought they were wearing white jerseys when they came and and got me. I mean, I might I might have thought I was at a different game. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know what I was thinking. So they took me to the trainer's room, stopped the bleeding. At first, they thought I was going to need stitches, but they were able to stop the bleeding. So that was good. And then I did all the concussion tests, and I had a mild concussion. And I sat with the doctor for about 90 minutes. What is a mild concussion, by the way? Not to get off topic, but you have a concussion or you don't, right? That's true. And I guess the mild one would be the difference between like having a bruise and having a deep bruise or having a, a, a bone bruise, like something that's that deep. So a mild concussion means mild symptoms. And my symptoms were pretty damn mild. So I was able, I wasn't like, you know, my, my eyes didn't hurt from the light or I wasn't confused anymore. I was able to complete sentences. I was able to, you know, they, they do all these things where you got to like touch your nose and then touch like their, you know, one of the instruments that they got, like a metal instrument, they move this thing around and you got to keep doing that. And I was able to pass all the tests and, you know, they look into your eyes and all, all that kind of crap. And so the, the doctor did a pretty thorough exam of me. And then I sat there with her for 90 minutes and um, she even wrote me a note wow. that said, hey, if you don't have any more symptoms, like you're not working tomorrow, don't even come here tomorrow. You're not working. Um, it, you know, here's a note and you're going to be good to go on Monday as long as you don't have any other symptoms. Well, Saturday, I was pretty out of it. I mean, Saturday, I slept a lot during the day. Um, I was a little confused during the day. By Sunday, my cobwebs were gone. I was feeling pretty good. And then by Monday, I was pretty damn normal again. So it could have been a whole heck of a lot worse. But if you would have told me that on Friday or even Saturday morning that I'd be able to do a show at any time this week, I would have told you you're freaking crazy uh, because I just didn't believe it. But so it could have been a lot worse for me. So you have had some yeah. head injuries in, in your days, because I remember I there have. was also a time when, you know, we were working in radio together and you, um, you know, I had to take some time off for, you know, different reasons. So, yeah. 
Well, I, I, I had a stroke. Yeah, I mean, which which is part of the reason why I'm vegan. You know, so um, yeah, it's it, it's crazy. I've I've had head issues, um, but the last time I think that I really had a concussion was playing football. And this was in the Army. So I played football in high school, and I used to get concussions. I know there are concussions then. They, they didn't call them that then. They would say that you got your bell rung. You'd, and I don't know if you ever played high school football or anything like that. So what would happen is you'd get hit so freaking hard, and I, sometimes you would almost get, like, knocked out on the field. You're down for a couple of seconds. You don't really know where you are. I remember a couple times I would get up, and, like, the snot, coming out of your nose would you're standing up and there'd be a line of snot all the way down to the ground. And you're like, wow, like that just really cleaned me out pretty good. That, that hit. And you would stay out for a play or two. And they would ask you a couple of questions like, what day is it? Where are you at? All that kind of stuff you would answer. And they would send you right back in like, Oh, he just got his bell rung. He's fine. Those are concussions, man. Like that's not good. You don't remember parts of you know what happened you know you're in pain and yeah. you can't see straight yeah that's not i mean it, it's it's crazy to think that that was just like uh it was just part of the game just get right back in there nobody and thought twice out. about it yeah i mean it's exactly what it was they would have smelling salts on the sidelines so for guys that would get knocked out and you ever smell that stuff i mean jeez i have so no. bad it's so pungent so they, they stick it right by your nose you're like Ugh! you know it, it instantly wakes you up out of anything you have going on and then they throw you back into the football game that's how it was done uh back in the day and so i don't you know i don't think they do that anymore thankfully because it's dangerous as all hell but anyways um I have I had a mild concussion. I'm feeling much better well, now. Very happy to hear that, Rich. Um, it could have been worse. If if I can, you know, we have to work a particular topic into the show each time. So I think yes. you know where I'm going with this. So there was a, a time when I was doing, uh, you know, filling in for you doing PA at the Capitals game, and I don't think I ever told you this story. But you had mentioned going to the bathroom at intermission, and there's just there's a lot of people there. It's not the easiest way to, place to get to, and sometimes when you gotta go, you just really gotta go. Well, <clears throat> there was a day that I was uh, filling in for you, and I don't know how to say this delicately. I had to go number two really bad. Oh no! <laughs> and I'm like trying to. <laughs> During the game? Dude, during the game. Dude, you, you got to be in before the games, man. Like, you, you got to do it. I, the thing is, I was going through, like, I didn't know. I was kind of, like, coming off of, like, some health problems at the time. So I still had some lingering, like, symptoms of, like, it just sometimes it was just, hey, guess what? Now, all of a sudden, you're going to have to go, and it's going to be bad. Wow. And so I was like sitting there trying to hold it. And then like, you know, you get the sweat going. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. Oh, oh. And uh, yeah, just made it in time during the, the intermission to get there. And they're like, literally, as soon as the mic cut off, I'm like booking it there. <laughs> and dude, let me tell you, I couldn't have given, no pun intended, any shits of like who was there at the time. Like. My reputation as a person, I don't, I did not care. I just needed to get to the bathroom and do my business. And like, sometimes it just is that bad. Fun at the Capitals games, man. I, I tell you, but you know, there, there really is, there's nothing like it. There's, I, you know, there's a lot of sports and I love like, like baseball is my favorite sport. And um, I love going to basketball games, football games, whatever. To me, hockey in person though, is like the best sport that you can go to. I love live action hockey. Hockey on TV? Eh, 
Not that good. See, hockey okay. in person, fantastic. Thank you, because I I swear, like so many people around here in the Midwest, you know, they love hockey, and rightly so. You know, it's a winter sport. You probably have a lot of good memories playing with your friends and stuff. And I was never really like I've played hockey, but not like ice hockey. And so it's just to me, kind of one of those things, like. Really? Like I'll watch playoff hockey, I guess, but playoff you know, hockey's good. Yeah. But absolutely. but in season early season games, like probably don't care that much until like you said, you get there and you like get the fan experience and you have the organists and everything. Like that's that's part of an experience. So I'll, I'll say that fantastic about in person. Yeah, it it's really good, and I I love it. I love the sport. I think it's a whole you know heck of a lot of fun. Hell, Joey and I were watching the Buffalo Sabers and New York Rangers game the other night. I mean, we'll just watch <laughs> random you know sporting Dude, events. And there's yeah. so my sister in law is a big Minnesota Wild fan, and this was like a handful, maybe three or four years ago. Um, she just was like, she's watching the games with my brother and, you know, I'm like, I'm kind of watching with them, but I don't really like follow a team because Wisconsin doesn't have a pro hockey team. So that's like your choices are basically Detroit Red Wings, Chicago Blackhawks, Minnesota Wild. And like, sure, the Minnesota Wild have the tie to the Madison Capitals, but I don't have like a team I cheer for. So I decided I'm going to be a smart ass and just choose a team at random this season and cheer for them. And I think that year the Tampa Bay Lightning just happened to be playing against the oh, Minnesota wow. Wild, so I decided I was going to be a Lightning fan just out of spite. Turns out they ended up winning it all that year. Yeah, like, they were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kendra. they were pretty damn good. You know what's weird? So, and I, I always thought this was crazy. So I've traveled quite a bit, and especially with sports, and I've I've done broadcasting on the road. And um, when you go to sports bars in Minneapolis or anywhere in Minnesota, it is a different experience than sports bars anywhere else. So now, if you go into a sports bar, you know there's normally like 30 televisions or more, like all the way around. Like everywhere you look, there's a TV. And there's two colors that you're used to seeing in a sports bar. One is green. So it's a football field or a baseball field. It's green. You're used to seeing that at a sports bar. The second color that you're used to seeing is tan. Because there's a lot of basketball courts in that sports bar sure, as well. Sure. So these these are the colors that are usually your backdrop. When you go to Minnesota, I kid you not, what you see is white. And like all oh. the TV screens are white. They watch that much freaking hockey up there and curling. They watch curling. They literally when and watch where stuff. and how do you find a curling match to watch? Oh my God, they're all over the place. Actually, if you like go online and stuff like that. Plus, there's like a curling channel and, and all this kind of stuff. See, it's big in Minnesota. I thought that was like a you know every time there's a Winter Olympics or like when ESPN eight the Ocho does things like the bag. Yep. You know, they have ba- cornhole. They have bags. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those like one off every now and then type of thing. But sounds like you know what else they do in Minnesota, by the way, very which common. is really freaking weird. OK, they drink Michelob Golden Draft Light, which I don't think is sold anywhere. Huh. But in Minnesota and northern Wisconsin, they they recently brought it to Madison and I, I bought a case just for for shits and grins. OK, and it, it, it's not bad. But they drink Michelob Golden Draft Light, and they put olives in it. Um, what? Yeah, they put olives I've in never their heard of beer. Olives so and I, beer at all? 
So I was actually training at one point, and I was, I was a general manager for TGI Fridays. I had to go up there for eight weeks um, to, to train to uh, you know become a Friday's uh, GM. And while I was there in Mankato, Minnesota, people would drink it with freaking olives in it. I thought, wait, is this just like something they do at this bar? Is this a Friday's thing or something? Everybody was laughing at me like I'm an idiot. That's like, that's how we drink it in, in Minnesota. We put olives in our beer or they have what's called dirty beer, which is like a dirty martini. They put olive juice in there with the olives and the beer. So, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's only in Minnesota. Not my cup of tea, but you know, they, every, every has got something interesting. Yeah, try it out. It's it's not the worst thing in the world. It's actually it's actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, Minnesota a little bit weird that way. The sports bar thing is weird. They also have this thing that's called being Minnesota nice. And so what Minnesota oh, yeah, nice you. means? Yeah, they're nice to your face, but not nice behind your back. Um, so that's what Minnesota nice was. I originally thought they were just nice people, but that's not really. Oh, that's it. not what that means. No, it means like oh, fake nice. Watch yeah. out for those Minnesota people. It's like when Southern women say, oh, well, bless your heart. That uh, really means, yes. yeah, that really means, you. Heart. yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what it means. Um, they, they do that in Minnesota. So yeah, they don't, I don't know if they say bless your heart, but they mean bless your heart, <laughs> but, but they mean it. The Southern I will way. say, I mean, Minnesota has Prince, so. Yeah, not anymore. Well, uh, but, you know. <laughs> Not for a while now. Um, the other thing that they do, and it's only in Minnesota. So, have you ever played the game Duck Duck Goose? Oh God, yeah. This is like they have Duck Duck Gray Duck or whatever. Duck Duck Gray Duck. That's what it is. It's the only place in the world where they play Duck Duck Gray Duck. Is in the state of Minnesota. They don't do Duck Duck Goose. It's Duck Duck Gray Duck. Oh, so, why do we have to talk about color, Rich? Why does it have to be about? Color? I know, right. <laughs> What Minnesota is an is an entity unto itself, but uh, I've always loved it up there. I think it's it's a lot of fun. Winters suck up there. I mean, like really bad suckage. But um, anyways, mm. why don't we do this? It, it's just you and I today. Uh, we're going to take a short break, come back, and I'm going to put a downer on this show. How about that? Oh, uh, love it. Yeah. Sound, sound good? You're is not that, going is down that the, on the ice anymore? Is, is that the best tease you've ever heard in I broadcasting? I can't wait to stick ever? around for that. Yeah. Stick around through the break so you could be totally depressed when you get back. That's what we're going to do to you um, right after this. All right, if you've ever wanted to show off your plant-based lifestyle and do it in style, here's your chance. We have some of the most amazing t-shirts, hats, accessories, coffee mugs, and more at shop.realmeneatplants.com. We have statement t-shirts that will bring a smile to everyone's face. I love the I want tofu tonight tea. Plus, we have podcast teas, real women eat plants gear, real kids eat plants, and real people eat plants, just in case men, women, and kids didn't cover it all. Yeah, we love you and love that you want to show off that healthy lifestyle of yours. Again, Check out our high-quality gear at shop.realmeneatplants.com and enjoy.
All right, here at the Real Men Eat Plants podcast, we need your help, and so does Paul's party. Being a brand new podcast is trying to get its footing. We are asking that you help support our pod by going to our podcast page at realmeneplants.com slash podcast and click the support button. When you do, not only are you helping us get our feet on the ground, you are helping to support Paul's party, a 501.c charity that raises money to help kids with physical disabilities get equipment to have some fun in their lives. Two great causes, one easy support button. Again, please find us at realmeneatplants.com slash podcast or on Patreon when you type Real Men Eat Plants into the search bar. Thanks for your support and for helping Paul's party. Welcome to Shilor Select. The whole system will be ready in a few minutes. Take your seat and enjoy. Everyone has a story that's built on thousands of hows, whys, and whats. Join myself, Chris Sheeler, as I dive into how people live their lives, why they do what they do, and what goes through their mind while they do it. If you love learning and what makes people tick, my podcast, Sheeler Select, has you covered. New episodes every Monday. Find it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or just anywhere you get a podcast. All right, I'm going to try to deliver now on that depressed state. By the way, um, I mean, to think about the last seven days besides the concussion, what happened in the last seven days has been absolutely horrible for me, and I didn't expect it to be this bad. Now, here, here's what's happened to me. Yesterday, we had to put our dog down, and our dog, Max, was a little shit, um, half Shih Tzu, half Poodle, um, all of... Shit. Yeah, all of about 15 pounds. So Shih Tzu and a poodle, you mix it together, you get a shit poo. And um, <laughs> he nice. he has been around for nearly 17 years. He just missed his 17th birthday, wow. which was coming up next month, and had been with us all of that time, um, except for the first couple of months of his life, he was with my parents. And my parents didn't like him because... Uh, they were going camping a lot at that point, and he wasn't a good camping dog. They said uh, he, he was a yeah, couple months too old. Much. I know, he was I a puppy. Mean, I <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, so they gave him to us, and he's been with us ever since. Now, over this course of time, like my son is twenty two, our daughter is fourteen. Um, so he's been alive throughout her entire life, and Joey really doesn't remember much before. Max. So Max has always been there for his life. And then I've been married now. We've been married 24 years. It's only eight years of our marriage that he wasn't there. So he's been here with us and been part of the family basically ever since we were a family. It's kind do of this how to, to think about don't it. Don't do this to me, man. So <laughs> I told you. So You're drumming it up and it's it's working. Well, it's, it's, it's so painful and bad. So what happened was, and I, we're still not sure what happened over the last couple of years, he's slowed down a little bit uh, by slowing down. I mean, like he didn't want to play ball as much or go for as many walks or when he would go for walks, he couldn't go as long. But then like over the last couple of years too, every once in a while you would see like one of his front paws, like his legs would be shaky a little bit and then it would mm. stop or, you know, then he started missing like the top stair or the bottom stair. So we figured, okay, he's got 
cataracts or something like that. And right, then, losing his um, eyesight a little bit. Yeah, and, and and the vet always said, you know, like he doesn't have really bad cataracts. Like a what little is bit the of, life expectancy of a dog like that? So you know, they usually go. It's it's twelve to fourteen years. So he was he was beyond. You know what he, you know his life expectancy was, and 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 for good reason. I mean, he was just a really good dog. I mean, this dog never had accidents in the house, no matter what. I mean, you you, you could leave him in the house for ten, twelve hours. He did not have Dude. accidents. I mean, he never did. Um, he was always like super polite and sweet. Never had a mean bone in his body. Like never attacked anyone. The only time he ever attacked anything at all, we were living in Austin, Texas at the time, and I remember I had him off the leash, and we were living in an apartment. And this guy comes, and he's got a pit bull. And the guy goes, oh. oh, he goes, you got your dog off the leash? And I'm like, yeah, I, I I, think he'll be all right. I don't think your dog will attack him or anything, will he? And, and he goes, I'm not worried about my dog. I'm worried about your dog attacking my dog. So I started laughing, all right, because here was this big-ass pit bull and my little, you know, 15-pound max, you know. So me and the guy just started talking. I can't remember what we were talking about. We're not watching the dogs at all. The dogs are doing whatever they do. All of a sudden, you hear... Turn around and Max is hanging from the neck of this pool. Oh. <laughs> like, Dude, these the... little dogs don't give a shit, man. They Max like, Max size never doesn't attacked. mean anything. He never have attacked anybody ever. And I've never saw it again. But this guy goes, Every dog attacks my dog. And I'm like, what? the huh. freak is this? So there's something about his pit bull that other dogs just saw and said, we got to kill this pit bull. Uh, it was just, and, and the pit bull was afraid of every dog, including Max, who I'm sure he could have taken out with one bite. Uh, and he was afraid of, of Max and was screaming for help as Max was hanging from his neck. But that's the only time Max was ever aggressive in his whole life. I mean, he was the sweetest dog. Like if we would go on vacation and our friends would watch him for a week, like they didn't want to give Max up. You know, he was that kind of dog. He would, he would come and he would lay with you and he was super sweet all the time. And so like it was just about what would it have been now. So a little over a week ago, we got him a haircut. I mean, he needed a haircut every, you know, three months or so. And when we got him back, we're like, holy shit, he's really skinny. And he had never been this skinny before. And um, then he just, from that day that he got the haircut, he stopped eating. I mean, he was just done mm. eating now. So he, I guess he had been eating less. Now he had stopped altogether. And so we brought him to the vet. And as it turned out, he had bleeding going on uh, internally in his stomach and in his liver. Um, and it got into a demented state. And so uh, we made the decision then to put him down. There was no way to save him. The vet's like, there's nothing I could do at this point. Uh, most likely it's, it's cancer. And um, this well, and is if it. it wasn't, if it wasn't that, I mean, any kind of surgery they would be able to do if there was one. I mean, at that age, might not have been able to handle it right. anyway. And that's and, yeah. and that's what the vet said. He's, he's not he's not going to make it through through any kind of surgery or anything like that. He's he's got too much internal bleeding, and so we had to say goodbye. And I'm trying to do all this without crying because I've been crying for days straight. I mean, it's been that bad. Nobody's been sleeping around here, and even though it was just yesterday, like this house feels 
empty without him. Like he was the house because even, even as, you know, I'll be gone. Joey's gone. Gwendolyn's gone. Basha's gone. Max is always in the house. I mean, he's always there. Um, and so not having him and everything that, that we do together is just, um, absolutely rough. But the thing about it, um, and this is something that you know, even before I turned vegan, which, by the way, my my three year anniversary passed for being plant based and actually more plant based than, than vegan, although it's become vegan over the years. Um, we had a hamster and his the hamster's name was Homik, which is Polish for hamster. And nice. that's what, that's what my daughter named him, Homik. Uh, and, well, that's but, a child. Yeah, child. Name. Yeah. Okay. We just called him Homie. Instead of homie, he was homie. Nice. And homie was a hamster that would not bite you ever, which is pretty weird. Sometimes you go and it you pick really these hamsters is. up, like yeah. they'll, they'll bite. This hamster did not bite. I'm telling you, you could wake him up from a dead sleep, grab him, pick him up. He would not bite you. He was never skittish, never afraid. And plus the other thing too, like hamsters, sometimes you pick them up, they'll, they'll pee in your hands or something like that. Dude never did it once, never once. So in fact, like my son, when he was in high school, would come home for lunch with his friends. He would, they, they would all come here and he, we always fed the neighborhood and they would take homie out and put him on the counter while while they were cooking or eating and, and doing all that. And he would just run around. There were some days my son would forget to put him back in his <laughs> cage and we would come home and there's homie, you know, running around on the on, on the counter. But you could take homie out of your out of his cage and just like make a little like nook in your arm, like your elbow or something like that. And he would sit there for hours. You could just sit there and pet him. And like, you know, watch a football game or something like that. And homie would just sit there sweet as can freaking be. I mean, this this hamster was amazing. And when he was meeting his end, like I tried to nurse that thing back as much as I could. Like I was trying to mm. feed him with an eyedropper and everything. Like I, I tried really hard to, to keep him alive. And I cried over him and buried him. And I remember thinking this was a couple of weeks before I went plant-based. Like I believe that this hamster has a soul. And it was the first time and I've owned pets before that I really thought that an animal had a soul. I never thought that before. I just thought they were animals. And when you make that connection, because I'm, I'm damn sure my dog Max had a soul. And when you start making that connection, now you have to turn around and eat animals. And there's a lot of people that say I'm an animal lover because they own a dog or a cat or a fish or a horse or a turtle or a snake. I'm an animal lover. I'm an animal lover. And then they turn around and go to Culver's. And I don't think they ever make the connection. And what's really kind of sad about that, because if you grow up in Wisconsin or in the Midwest at all, one thing that you invariably do is, as a kid, is you visit a dairy farm. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the next logical That's part of that conversation because always I, and i think trip. if you ask anybody who's a farmer too like they'll tell you what a horse and a cow they all have personalities they all do and, and be, I, different they, behaviors and mannerisms it, well one of the things i learned it was in 2001 and my wife and i took a trip to uh, montana up in the very northwest corner of montana to a town called fortine and we stayed at a dude ranch for a week and so you would ride 
the same horse every day up in the Bitterroot Mountains. And it was right near the Canadian border, near Glacier National Park. I mean, fantastically gorgeous. And we stayed in like a log cabin on the property and it was like all you can eat, all you can drink. It was it was wonderful. I mean, one of the best experiences of my life. My horse was named Rocco and Rocco was a thoroughbred. So now most of the horses there were quarter horses, but Rocco was a thoroughbred. And that's who I got for the week. Now you were paired up with him and they would teach you how to brush him, how to, you know, uh, put on the uh, uh, saddle and all of that kind of stuff, and cinch him up, and uh, you know, you would you would tack your own horse. And so every morning, I would go and I would I would feed him, and I would get him some treats, and I'd brush him, and you know, you you start bonding with this horse. Well, the one thing is for sure, they all have personalities. And one of the things that Rocco liked to do, which was kind of weird, is they would let us run like out on the trail sometimes. Like, okay, you guys can go run now and stuff like that on, on the horses. And so Rocco, no matter what I would do with Rocco, he would never take the lead. So even if I was the lead horse and I would say, okay, it's time to run, he would wait for the other horses to pass him. Now, he did this, I think, because he wanted to show off. And what he would do was he would let the other horses pass him and he'd gallop along for a while and he'd look for a hole and then boom. I mean, he would hit a <laughs> hole and leave everybody in their dust. And I seriously, when you're riding a horse and he's going that fast, you feel like you are flying, man. Like that horse is barely touching the ground. And if you look at video of that, I mean, it does look like, you know, at times all four hoofs are off the ground. I mean, you feel like you're actually freaking flying. And so I, I bonded with this horse. When, when they actually sent me an update, like about six years later that he had passed, I mean, I was, I was upset. Uh, you know, this was, it was a pretty cool thing. But I did not make the connection then to this horse having a personality, to having a soul, to me not needing to eat animals. Now, there'd be a big difference if we needed to eat animals. Like if we, if we were hawks, or if we were, you know, other carnivorous animals like sharks or, uh, you know, dolphins or something like that, where you needed animal meat to survive, then okay. Like, I, I get it. And I always thought that we did. But three years later, I haven't had any animal products at all. Not only am I here, I'm thriving. I haven't wasted away to, to nothing. I'm still a little bit overweight. And, um, but, you know, you you don't need animals to survive. So now what you're really doing then is you are taking animals that have souls and you are killing them, which to me is murder. Now, I used to look at it like those those PETA people would put out that, you know, meat is murder. And you ever seen those those signs and all of that kind of stuff? And I used yeah, to laugh like that, right? I, yeah, I used to laugh at that. Or, you know, people would have um, memes that said, you know, uh, PETA means people eating tasty animals. And, <laughs> right. You know, right. yeah, you, you've seen those. And so I used to laugh because I was I was on that side. I, I was. And I get that side because it's a side that you grow up on that you were taught ever since you were a little kid um you didn't know any better uh, you were fed meat and cheese and fish and everything else chicken and poultry of all kinds when you were a kid we have a holiday coming up where you eat turkey it's, you know maybe the only time of year you eat turkey maybe you also eat it at christmas i don't know um 
But unless you're having a turkey sandwich some other time during the year, it's really the only time that you eat turkey. And But we celebrate it. We actually slaughter millions of birds um, for this holiday. And, you know, I, I never made the connection that I didn't have to. I always thought that you had to eat meat to survive. And I, I don't think that there are a lot of people out there that realize that you don't, that you don't have to do this thing. Now, I think everybody understands, anybody who's ever owned a pet, and you're, you're a pet owner, um, you, you know the connection that you could have with animals. Um, you get it. You understand that they all have personalities, that they're different. You own one cat, and then you say that cat goes away or dies or runs away or whatever the hell, and you get a different cat. Or if you own multiple cats at the same time, all of those cats have different personalities. They are not the same. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. the same with dogs. Now, they might have some similar traits. Dogs are usually pretty loyal, and most of them are pretty sweet and stuff like that. But they don't all like to do the same things. They don't all like playing fetch. They don't all like you know playing tug-of-war. They don't all like going for long walks. I mean, some of them do. Some of them don't. Some of them love jumping up on the couch. Some of them don't want to sleep with you. They all have different it's personalities. Like videos of these cats that are, like, surfing and stuff, like, right. in the water. It's just, you know. Some dogs right. love jumping in water. My dog, Max, hated it. I mean, he could swim, but he didn't like going in the water. Other dogs can't wait. They see a lake or a pool or something like that, pow, they're going in. Okay? Um, it's different for different breeds, and different, per- but they all have different personalities and specific types. Like my dog, Max, would eat anything except for ketchup. Anything except for ketchup. So if you had stuff on a plate, huh. like... Like Is leftover it, did, stuff. Did you try different kinds of ketchup to see if there's like different brands he, that he yes. likes better? He would not touch really? it. He would, he would eat around the ketchup. No So way. you could have a plate out for him and there'd be ketchup in one corner. I mean, he would eat around the ketchup and just leave the ketchup. He hated ketchup. Hated it. Would eat anything else. Anything. And when I mean anything else, this dog would eat jalapenos. This dog would eat those hot, <laughs> hot chili peppers that, you know, are on Chinese food. This dog, I mean, would eat freaking anything. And I also learned that he hated bats. And some dogs love bats. He hated bats. But if I would take peanut butter and smear it on the shower wall or the, uh, the, yes, the tub wall. that trick. Yeah, he would sit there and lick the peanut butter during the bath, and everything was fine. And then, you know, he, he would move on from there. This dog, Max, loved beer. I mean, <laughs> loved beer. Yeah, and any That's kind of alcohol, right he would really try to get. I mean, I'd be, you know, at night sitting there sipping a bourbon while he's on my lap, and he's trying to take his nose into that booze hound. He was a booze <laughs> hound. Um, you know, he, he had a lot of cool quirks. It's what made him... Max. It's what made him special. And now, you know, people talk about this all the time. I don't know if you ever spent any time with pigs. So pigs, by the way, are really smart and they get really attached and they have good personalities and they're really loving and, you know, they're, they're nice cows. So so going back to the whole dairy farm thing, when you go to a dairy farm, one thing you have to learn is you don't sneak up behind a cow. All right. You don't Hmm. walk behind the cow. The cow could get startled and kick you. Okay. But 
cows are actually pretty damn sweet. They don't attack you. They don't try to bite you. They're, you know, if anything, they'll let you pet them and all of that kind of stuff. If you got like, a, you know, I've, I've fed them apples and carrots and crap like that uh, out of your hand and stuff like that. They'll, they'll eat that. They, they're actually really sweet. Um, and same thing with pigs for the most part, you know, and especially like, like piglets and stuff like that are extremely sweet, um, and very intelligent. Pigs are, are super intelligent. And when you see videos of cows where they have their babies taken away from them right away on dairy farms and what have you, and the wailing that they do, the sound that they make is something that, that you never forget. And it's something they don't show you when you go to a dairy farm as a kid, but as a kid, you go to that dairy farm in Wisconsin and everybody gets to pull on the teat and try to get milk out, you know, and most people can't do it, you know, especially the kids and all that kind of stuff. Anyways, you come there or you leave the dairy farm loving cows. You leave the dairy farm loving farm animals. You love seeing the kittens all running around. You love the pigs. You love you love well, which all is the like, animals on the I farm. think, you know, in in one way helps the dairy industry because then you're you know, more likely to buy these products and stuff because you're like, oh, I love the farm. I love dairy and, you know, all this. And, you know, excellent kind of propaganda. Going, it, it, you know, it goes, you think about it, how we're describing it now, it's like almost the opposite should have happened with that experience. It should. Well, what what should have happened, and I, I think it happened well, when... What are they going to do? Show the kids the, the rape racks and all that stuff? They like, don't do that. I mean, you're not going right. to do that. So, so, so uh, do you ever watch The Simpsons? I mean, not so much lately, but yeah. Right. When, yeah. And, and me too. I'm, I, I'm guilty of that too. The the first like 10 seasons or so, I mean, were yeah. brilliant TV. Absolutely brilliant. And in one of the episodes, Lisa Simpson becomes vegan. And what happened was they went to a dairy farm. They went to a farm and she connected with a lamb that was was on the farm. And when she got home that night, they were eating lamb chops. Of course, Homer's very gluttonous and, you know, nom, 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 and he's yep, making yep, the noises yep. while he's eating. And <clears throat> she's putting together in, in, in her head, all of a sudden she sees this lamb from the farm and the lamb goes, Lisa, please don't eat uh, me. Yeah. I remember that. If you remember yep. that. And so she mm-hmm. becomes a vegan and then like a you know famous vegans visitor like Paul McCartney and, 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 and Linda McCartney and stuff like that. Anyways, um, that's she made the connection. She made the connection at eight years old. I mean, it's TV eight years old. Um, and by the way, the person that does the voice of Lisa Simpson, this is a total offshoot thing now. Um, her name is Yeardley Smith, is married to a guy that I know. Um, they used to play uh, baseball for the Madison Black Wolf. They they, they recently got married. <laughs> yeah. There's a small world connection right there. Yeah, so so Lisa Simpson is married to my boy Dan Grice, um, and so, anyways, um, going back to um, the the whole thing, Lisa made the connection from the dairy farm to the plate. She understood that hey, maybe I shouldn't be eating this, and then maybe they'll stop killing these little lambs. Um, and I don't think everybody makes that connection. They say they love animals. Um, they say that they are environmentalists. And then they go to Culver's or Taco Bell or Burger King or McDonald's. And this is what they have for dinner. You know, they order a pizza or they go to Subway. And they don't make the connection that these are real animals. Real animals with personalities. Animals that had offspring, animals that were offspring, animals that have some sensibility about them, that cry when their offspring is taken away from them. And they don't 
make that connection at all, and they go about their lives. And I know that Glenn Merzer, when when he and I talk about it, he gets angry. He gets mad about it. And I look at it, and I just think that people don't know any better. They're never taught or told that. And then once they are, because I think at some point everybody has been taught that or told that, they go deep into the cognitive dissonance thing and think, oh, I need protein to survive. And not realizing that you can get your protein from plants and you don't need to get it from yeah, well, and, and, you know, I think that's the that's like the old school mentality of nutrition. It's mm-hmm. you know, meat can meat is your source of protein, so therefore you can't get protein in other places. So you know, you have to have meat with every meal to get your protein. And you know, I, I that that whole mindset is like the like I said, the old school. Um, thought of nutrition and, and, you know, obviously that's kind of been changing too with the, the new pyramid and everything, but, but still, I think unless the choice is made for people like, so we have this platform, right? We're talking to people about different ways to think about stuff, whether you decide that's the way you want to go, like, okay, we're not going to like beat you over the head with it, but it's going to take a whole lot of people to make that decision for, I guess big big change to happen, but if if for some reason it just ceased to exist, different animals for farming purposes and um, you know for our for our consumption, people would find a way, and I think they would realize that it isn't so difficult, it isn't so bad to go without meat. I mean, from my own perspective, like yeah, do I reduce I reduce the amount of meat that I consume, but I still like every now and then. I feel like, you know, having a piece of salmon or a steak or something like that. And I know that still feels like when you're talking about a vegan mindset, like you have to be 100% one way or the other. Do I feel a little hypocritical? Like, oh, listen, I guess you know so, what? but like it, it's Eric, almost like if you, I, I, I you look understand at it the way. argument. Yeah, l- listen, if, if you cut your meat by 25% or 50%, animal products, okay? That's 25 or 50% less animals that need to die. So if everybody did that, everybody in the world said, I'm going to cut my meat consumption or animal uh, product consumption by 50%, that would be awesome. I'm stoked on that. I mean, there'd be half the animals now that would have to die or be beasts of burden for this, you know, for, for us to survive. That means half the grazing land. That means half the, the land now that is grazing land would be able to be rewilded. That means that half of the, the crops out there uh, and all of that kind of land and that farmland would also be able to be rewilded. That would be awesome. I mean, we're, we're halfway there. If people would just do that, I would be stoked. I would be stoked if everybody started with meatless Mondays or whatever the hell you know you you, you want to call it. it. It would be awesome if people could just make that leap and then say, "I'm going to try this. If I can get through a Monday without any meat and do it every Monday, then maybe I can get through a Monday and Tuesday with, without any meat." And that's that's how it ends up growing. And I would I I think that's awesome. Uh, I, I think that's fantastic because, you know, and, and Glenn talks about it, how he's got a hernia because uh, Shilish Rao told him that, hey, everybody's got to stop eating meat in the next three years or otherwise we're all going to die and the planet's going to boil and all this kind of stuff. And so he's trying to carry that weight. 
And I don't know if that's true or not, but I think, I, I think that it's going to start with one step. Every journey starts with one step. And if that one step is Meatless Monday, then let's make it Meatless Monday. It, and, and on another sort of note, if we're talking about environmental impact of, of meat consumption, I think the other part that we need to look at is the the size, like our, our vehicles. Like you can talk about carpooling all you want. I don't think that's realistic. I think what's more realistic is not everybody needs to have the big Ford F-250 super mega freaking awesome <laughs> eight-wheeler. You know what I mean? Like – Dude, every, they're penis every, the majority of people, the majority of people that have those trucks are not doing heavy truck towing or lifting nope. of any kind. And so it's just literally just to say that you got a, a big boy truck. Yeah, you Which know how like, women, hey, they look cool. I will say they look cool, but it's so unnecessary. You know how I'm, women can can enhance their breasts and get boob jobs? That's yeah, how dudes enhance their yeah. penises. They they buy a big truck. And because Dude, I got the smallest car of all time. So do I. I <laughs> you know? Because I, I don't need it. I don't need a penis enhancement. Not only that. Right. Um, what is your lifestyle like? Oh, well, you know, am I, yeah. am I towing stuff we, every day? I, I used to have an, an SUV. I, I, I had a Ford Explorer for years and stuff like that. And I realized, even even myself, I, I just don't like wasting things. Um, and I didn't like wasting gas. And, and one of the things I noticed is 95% of the time when I was in this Ford Explorer, I was in it by myself. Yep. Because people always talk about, well, you need so much room for this and room for that. Really? How many times are you all in the vehicle together? It's pretty damn rare. Or it'd be taking one kid to school or something like or that like, are you going one kid up like even if you're going camping like two or three times a year it's two or three like, times a year that's exactly it like it's not a huge you, you could either portion right squeeze into your smaller vehicle or rent a vehicle for the weekend whatever you need to do but it's only two or three times a year don't tell me that you need this huge vehicle on a daily basis because you don't uh i mean dude and the commute times people have is insane so when you talk about that like holy cow right and and nobody wants to talk about that. And now the the, the push is on. Now now again, I I don't know what I think about electric cars. We got the, the eco boost. Eco boost. One of the things about electric cars that that I'm not a big fan of is one when you charge them up. Sometimes they're being plugged into a coal powered plant somewhere, and so I don't know what good you're doing to the it's environment. It's clean coal. That way, Rich, it's yeah, clean coal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been around coal? It, it, I don't think that there's such a thing. Second thing is um, when when you're using that is have you ever seen the mining operations that it takes for the batteries on these electric cars? Mm, the um, only mining I've seen is in Zoolander. <laughs> Love it. Um, you do <laughs> when he comes out of the out of the coal. The merman. <laughs> I think I got the black lung. <laughs> <laughs> Been working there for one day. Um, anyways, um, you know, the, the, the mining that goes on for these batteries is really super horrible for the environment. So I'm, I'm not sure that I'm sold on electric cars as the way to go. Maybe give me a, yeah. a hydrogen car, something powered by water. And now maybe we, we could talk. Uh, but um, for what we have going on right now, eh, I don't know if electric cars are all that great. And a lot of people are bucking back anyways because they now all of a sudden used to love Elon Musk, but now 
now hate Elon Musk because he bought Twitter they for some reason. They got to pay $8 a month to be verified on Twitter. Most of you <laughs> bitches don't even aren't verified anyway, so calm down. <laughs> I can't believe like, people are so up in arms about it. I, I, I okay. the, the dude's worth like $119 billion freaking dollars. Like, right. That's that's a real number. I'm not just throwing out a number. Like, I know. Oh, dude, it's, that number it's is pretty insane. Amazing. It's pretty amazing. So the, the, the thing that he's doing... For for Twitter and and just to talk about about this for a second, and I, I want to make sure that I, I I get this right. He's allowing people to put on Twitter whatever they want to put on Twitter, right? Okay. That's that's sure. the gist yeah. of it. Okay, so it's now free, free speech. Okay, right. So you have to decide whether or not you look and read these things because I'll I'll tell you what I've been on Twitter every day since he bought it. And a lot of people were complaining that all of a sudden there's all these racist things and Nazi things and stuff. My Twitter feed has not changed one single bit. I'm still getting lots of like updates mm. from vegans <clears throat> and musicians. They must and, be searching for some racist right, things. Right. And athletes. What... And I get a lot of, you know, Chicago sports updates and stuff like that. And I have not seen a swastika. I have not seen a racist post. I have not seen anything anti-Semitic. Well, you got to pay extra seen, for that feature, Rich. I, yeah, I guess so. I'm like, you know, for all you people you that are see the seeing ugly these side things, of Twitter. Yeah, maybe you need to check on who you're following because maybe it's you. Because it, nothing has changed for me. It looks exactly the same as what it was. And if I saw that kind of stuff, I'm not going to be triggered, anyways. All I'm going to think is, what an idiot. And I'm going to move oh, on the, with the uh, rest the of my life. feature, by the way, just because you're paying $8, $20 a month or whatever, the porn stars aren't going to follow you back. So don't, just, oh, don't tweet at them. <laughs> dang. I don't follow one porn star. I, I don't know why. Should I? Is that I, something I should be I don't doing? Know. Just, I, <laughs> I was making mention to one sports broadcaster that we know very well. You would so know. That's an inside joke for uh, for us, Rich. Yes. Yes. Uh, so anyways, uh Going back to to what we were talking about, I did love um, inside jokes. Yeah, be part of one someday. <laughs> yeah, it really, really gets the audience involved. Um, <laughs> you know, Max is is gone, and I, I hope he's he's done with his pain. And um, you know, we're we're going to keep him around. We had him cremated, and and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm going to think about him all the time. And it's it's painful for me to get through this, but I'm hoping that people can make the connection. That if you're a pet owner out there and you say that you love animals and then you turn around and you put meat on your plate, okay, just think about it. Think about the connection and what you're doing, but don't don't come around and tell me that you love animals. I mean, I, I don't even want to hear it um, because I get that you might not understand. I get that you might not have made the connection yet, but start making that connection. Start thinking about it. You could be a pet owner. You could eat meat. You don't have to go around telling everybody how much you love animals um, because you really don't. You love your dog or you love your cat. But as far as animals go, you, you don't give a rat's ass. And so let's just be honest about where you're at with with all of that. And I hope that we, we could all see that. And then hopefully that helps you make some different decisions down the road. But I think all of us kind of agree that there's something else going on inside of our animals, inside of our pets, that makes us think that they either have some kind of soul or some kind of intelligence or something that's happening there. And when that's the case, you got to make that connection that other animals would have similar traits 
And so now taking their lives away, you wouldn't do that to your dog. Why are you doing that to a cow or a pig or a chicken or a turkey? Um, you know, make that connection. Get there. Um, and hopefully that can send you on a different path. And if it's if it's an impetus for you to eat less meat and to start working on that path, then I think that would be awesome. And hopefully you can do that. And even if it's not in memory of my dog, Max, maybe it's one of your animals that, that died, one of your pets that, that died along the way. And you do that in memory of them where you have meatless Mondays or whatever the heck you have. So there you go. That's what I want to say about that. That's not too depressing. Was that too depressing? I think we... And it had a nice balance there, Rich. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Good. Audience okay. got to know you a little bit. Got to know Max. Very good. And we uh, we got some plant based vegan talk in there. So he was an awesome dog. He was he was fantastic, and he's going to be missed uh, by a whole heck of a lot of people. So, anyways, uh, we thank you all for sticking around. Again, what I would love for you to do um, is hit that subscribe button, uh, hit the like button, all that kind of stuff. However, you are consuming this this podcast, and tell a friend about it as well and also go to realmeneatplants.com find out more about us there hit that support button take the 30-day challenge read all the blogs uh, there's some good ones up ashlyn by the way who does the real women eat plants stuff um, has got some fantastic blogs up there as well and i think we're going to be posting some stuff for the holidays coming up there are some really good vegan dishes that you can make dude i love that let me let me tell you this, and people think I'm nuts. The last three Thanksgivings for me have been the best Thanksgivings of my life. I am not even shitting you. I have your, found ways your household to make though is food. committed to like trying that. You know, we cook, like, baby. <laughs> there's there's some groups of people, groups of friends, families, and stuff that just will like push back and push back, and feel fortunate that your family is you know open to that. Yeah, they, they have been, and none of them were when I started this journey three years ago. But the one thing that they've seen is, oh, I guess you don't need to eat animals, and oh, the food you are making is good. And I, I oh, think if you're know, if your family <laughs> if your family's doing a potluck, don't even say what it is. Like, don't I mean, don't say like this is a vegan dish. This is Just, vegan, like, right? Put it out there. Yeah, people love it, and then when they ask what's in it, you can be like, I mean, it's. Just all plants, baby. Dude, we've actually done that for like parties and like uh, Super Bowl parties. We had all the Joey's friends over and I made like sliders and tacos and uh, we had nachos and stuff like that. We didn't tell them that any of it was was vegan and all of it was gone. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we told them at the end and they were like, holy shit, that was good. And it's like, you know, just you're. I mean, it's not it's like you're okay. going to go around like serving hot dogs and say, hey, look, a plate of bungholes. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, which is what it is. Unappetizing. Yeah. yeah, pink slime. Here you go. So, again, um, hit that support button. Take the 30-day challenge. Read the blogs. Uh, follow us on YouTube as well. Follow Eric at Eric Rogers Brand. Uh, there's the sign again over on YouTube. And follow me at R-M-E-P Rich. And we will see you next time right here on the Real Men Eat Plants podcast. See so, yep.